Okay. Right. So after a, a little hiatus, a little gap, we're back. We're Hello. back talking about movies. Yes, it's been a little bit longer for me because I've been, I wasn't here last time um, when you guys did that chat, uh, so it's nice to be back after two weeks, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, uh, to discuss this, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, get, get the brain in gear, I've been away for, well, we did that, that channel update with Justin, when he was yes. here, um, and then last week, obviously, we weren't here, No, because... I was ill, and now we're back, and now we're going to talk about Terror on the Prairie. Yeah. I, I would like to just do something, uh, actually, is uh, just pay tribute to my mate, one of my mates who passed away last Sunday as well, Dave Lane. Uh, unfortunately, I was on a, bu- a buzzing mood the first week I was away, but last Sunday I uh, had a message, after you actually messaged me, at, uh, I think it was 7 in the morning, I got a message that you had COVID or something, you and Sam. And then within an hour, I got a message that one of my men, uh, mates uh, from football got knocked over and passed away. And uh, yeah, so had a one week, one Sunday where I was buzzing, and next Sunday I was completely down, mate. So it's nice to be back into the real world after being in between this world of shock and buzzing one week and down the other. So, but I'd like to pay tribute to him anyway. Nice guy he was. So, may you rest in peace. It's always a bit, um, I don't know, what's the word? A little bit surprising when someone that you that you know passes away fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's more shocking when you sort of met them uh, like a week before. Um, mm. And you think, oh, I wish I'd sort of said, stayed around said okay get your hair cut and we'll go for a coffee or something you know you think of about these things i could have sort of spent a little bit more time with them and chatted about a few things but you don't know do you what's going to happen tomorrow so that's life unfortunately but yeah it was a surprise slash shocking a shock Hmm. so well moving on to better things i suppose yeah Um, yes terror on the prairie um no we I don't think you were aware about this film until I mentioned it, were you? No, never, never heard of it before. Mm. I mean, it was the first time I'd heard of the movie when you sort of said, we're going to do this. I went, okay, uh, let's give it a shot. Let's see what, what it'll be like. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is a little bit of backstory behind it, which I should probably fill in for people that aren't necessarily aware or, you know, have uh, heard bits about it. The, the lead actress in this, Gina Carano, now, she used to feature in TV series on Disney Plus called The Mandalorian, which is a Star, uh, Star Wars spin-off. And she okay. was in two seasons of that. And then she was fired by Disney. Why? And, well, she had some opinions regarding the whole um, COVID lockdowns and vaccine mandates. And she was talking about her opinions, not... In a, I, I don't think anyone really thought that uh, it was a particularly nasty way that she was talking about them. But um, on her social media channel, she was just sort of saying that mm, don't necessarily agree with this, etc. And um, that was it. Then the, the hate mob came for her, and that was it. Disney said, "Okay, we're, we're done." So her career just was in jeopardy. Um, as soon as she was fired, the guys at the Daily Wire, which is a centre 
centre-right political news channel, a news organisation, said just got in touch with her agent and said, hey, you know, come and work with us. We've got an idea, an idea that we're going to run past you. And that's it. It's kind of taken off from there. And yeah, because I did say is I did see that Daily Wire, and I thought, why are they producing this? So, mm. yeah. well, the Daily Wire are looking to do all kinds of entertainment. So they're doing children's entertainment. They're doing movies. They're just doing TV shows in general, doing documentaries and stuff. And, no. Um, yeah, I don't particularly follow the Daily Wire, um, but you know, I see some of their stuff occasionally on YouTube, um, mm. and. I think mostly why I wanted to watch this is A, is because I was intrigued at what Gina Carano can actually do in terms of proper acting. I don't think I've ever seen her in a full feature length movie, especially as one of the lead characters. And also, I was just interested in it being because it's a Western. Yeah. Well, I, as you know, I like Western movies, uh, mm. you know, especially spaghetti Westerns. But I have to say one thing. Um... I was impressed with Gina. I was quite interested in her than the actual movie, I have to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gina is one of those strange strange careers, actually. She um she started off in mixed martial arts. She originally was a fighter in an organization called Strike Force. Wow. Yeah, Strike Force was a com- competing mixed martial arts um, organization to the UFC. Now, you must have heard of the UFC. Yes, I've heard of UFC, yeah. So, yeah, they, they would compete with the UFC. And it got to a point where Strike Force was getting quite a following. Okay. Um, Hi there. Um, are you having problems there? Yeah. yeah, you just got cut off and uh, I froze. What I might have to do is uh, we might have to hold it for a second. I might have to come back into the studio because I just had some sort of problem. Okay. All right, My well, apologies. I'll go for the cast, for the no, cast no. while you sort out technical issues then. Yep, sure. All right, I'll see you in a second. So, obviously, I've mentioned Gina Carano. She plays a character called Hattie McAllister, and I was just explaining about Gina Carano and um, her background, in case people weren't aware. Although, I do get the feeling that if you are watching this and you're probably aware of the film, you might actually already be aware of the whole story, so I won't go into it too much. Uh, Actor called Nick Cersei plays the captain. And we have Donald Cerrone, or Cowboy Cerrone, again, another mixed martial arts fighter who fought in the UFC, plays the husband of Hattie McAllister, Jeb McAllister. Uh, Tyler Fisher, who plays one of the captain's crew members called Longhair. Gabriel Kane Day-Lewis plays The Kid. I'm guessing that must be, no, it's not Will, The Kid. I'm not entirely sure who The Kid was in this film. Must be one of the gang members. And Matthias Hughes. Mr. Samuelson, he was. Uh... Oops, Smith's back with me. Hello, Smith. Hi, guys. And you have no camera. Oh, that's. Huh? One side it says I've entered the studio, on the other side I'm still in the, in the waiting room. 
<laughs> looks like you've entered twice and none of them have got camera. This is a bit of a shit show, isn't it? I think it must be the people of our show that don't, probably don't want to see my face. That's what it is. Let me try to come back in. Jeez. Okay, let me go back to talking for the cast. He three men plays character called Goldtooth, who definitely is one of um, one of the captain's crew. And Reese Becker plays Will, who is the son of uh, Hattie and Jeb. Okay. Let's see if Samir is going to join us again. If not, I'll just have to make some shit up about this film. There we go. There we go. Okay. So I've just read the cast out and explained a little bit about uh, Gina. who Gina was. Yeah. Um, also, the, the guy who played her husband, um, Donald Cerrone, he was also uh, a mixed martial arts fighter. Okay, he looks like a WWF uh, wrestler. I don't know which <clears> the <throat> names of them, but he does look like that, to be honest with you. Yeah, he played, um, well, he, he his name's Donald Cerrone, but he um, his fighting name was Cowboy Cerrone. So he used to come in with a proper Stetson hat on and stuff like that. He used to come into the ring wearing a hat. Okay. He's a pretty good fighter as well. So um, there's a, an MMA theme running through it. And yeah, it's. Also, the name like Cowboy as well. He had the accent and everything. Yeah, why don't we say it wasn't in the same uh, spirit as Eastwood's uh, Kick the Westerns or John Wayne's. It was a very different type of... Um... This is frozen up on me. This is not going well, this fucking stream, is it? Christ, <laughs> we've had two weeks off and it's all gone to fucking shit. Can you, hear, can you see me? Can you hear me? Christ. Ah, right. Samir, you locked up then for a bit. Oh, okay. Uh, it's funny because... Anyway. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I was, I was saying it wasn't um, in the Eastwood uh, spirit or John Wayne spirit of the Western. It was very different, uh, I found. It was completely different, yeah. I mean, the first, sort of the opening five minutes of this film, um, where they're chasing that guy, I should probably say that if you haven't seen this, because it's a current day, current day movie it was released this year if you haven't seen it and you are interested in watching it then we are going to be spoiling it for you so you might want to just go and watch it first and then come back to the rerun of this but the first five minutes of this and um, we're chasing the, the gang with the, the, the captain chasing that yes. guy down and then it's all out of the blue just fucking takes his scalp off I mean it's like, that yeah. made me fidget in my seat that did I just well yeah, it's one of the first, uh, uh, one of the few movies that I've actually felt really uncomfortable with certain scenes like that one. I was like, oh, geez. You know, yeah. I, we, we've covered some movies, as we know, uh, during the, uh, the life of this channel where we have seen blood and things happen, but that just, mm. wow. It was like, shit. Yeah. And it's never explained as to what that guy did. No. Or- what the problem was at all. It was, just, <laughs> it was just a guy they chased down and fucking scalped. You don't even know if they killed him or not or just left him for dead. Well, all I... You know the bit where they just scalp him, you just see him screaming and he's still alive screaming like anything and you think, okay, they're probably going to keep him alive for about 10, 15 minutes and then they're going to um, 
kill him probably. Hi, Paul. Yeah, um, I'm just dipping in and out for some reason. I don't know why. This stream's fucking. Too, I just said that you know we're two weeks off. It's just fucking gone to shit. Now what's going on? But there's another. There is another film that put me in a um, another very similar feeling as that. Seeing that was a film called Bone Tomahawk. Have you ever heard of that? Is it a Red Indian movie where uh, he uses the, what do you call it, axe to uh, chop the top head? Uh, um, there are, you might be on a bit of a theme there. Yeah, it's um, a group of people, it stars Kurt Russell, and there's a group of, group of guys go out hunting for a group of Indians that have gone completely, like, Stone Age. They're just cannibalistic and stuff and it's fucking God, there's some bits in that and just like make you wince it's fucking awful so very similar vibes to the beginning so can, of this film do you you know what surprises me with the world we are living in at the moment the woke world and i don't like to use that word easily i'm quite surprised they even let that scene in the movie because that reminds me of the 80s movies when all this was like at its peak, that sort of thing where you would see them sort of things. Yeah, don't get confused with woke being about anti-violence. It's not. Woke's about basically telling people what you can and can't do. It's not about censoring violence. Besides, it's all white on white as well, isn't it? You know, these people don't really care about white on white crime. As soon as anything else, you know, different colours get involved, and that's it. Everyone's all up in arms about it. But you know, if you're a white person doing stuff to white people, then it... I okay, it's uh, it's acceptable, is it? Sort of thing. No, yeah, yeah, because us, you know, us white people are the scourge of the planet. We all need, we all deserve to die, according to most woke people. That's the thing. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> confused about that. Yeah, okay. maybe I'm maybe I'm too tapped into the culture war, but um, I oof, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think we need to have a, a different channel for the, the, those discussions. Definitely. Now we could do it all on one. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care anymore. There <laughs> <laughs> we are. So um, yeah, a little bit of background on it. Um, so some of the characters you can understand. Actually, Nick Cersei, I wanted to mention that was. Nick Cersei's one of those characters that he played the captain in this. Yeah. But he's one of those actors that seems to have been in an awful lot, but not made can't it big. Think what? And he was a lethal. He was in a Lethal Weapon TV series. I didn't even recognise him. I I did. I mean, he's been an actor since sort of the eighties. Um, apparently, he was in Days of Thunder. Hmm. I, I bet he's one of those character actors, isn't he? Where he comes in, does a really great job, but doesn't have that big name like uh, the action movie actors like Tom Cruise, who does the same old shit uh, all the time, <laughs> uh, like Jeremy Clarkson said. And, and you know, people love him. Um, uh, just looking at films that he was in and TV shows, he was in the Fugitive in the early 90s. Um, yeah, a lot of TV work. Um, 2000 Tigerland, that's a film that starred, um, fucking, what's that guy's name? 
Colin Farrell, he was um he started he had a bit part in that. Anyway, I I mean I recognised him as soon as I saw him and I thought, oh that's interesting. You know, what else has he been in? Um it seems mostly T V work no. that we recognise Nick Cersei from. If I remember correctly, from because you mentioned it, because I didn't recognise him, was he the captain in, in the Lethal Weapon TV series? I believe it does, one of his credits is Lethal Weapon TV series, so he is in it. I don't know what character he played. Okay, because that was uh, short-lived as well. Four seasons, I think, with yeah. the Lethal Weapon TV series. I think it was four seasons. I've seen three of them, I think, Um the, the, the missus liked it. I thought it was mostly bollocks, but there you go. Well, they didn't they have to change it, didn't they? For, uh, the main character of Bridges, uh, the actor? Something like that? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we, before we get off track, but yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't recognise him, I have to be honest with you. Um, hmm. But other memorable moments in this, I mean, I felt... With this film, I really wanted to like this film actually because it was an independent film and it was a western. It's the first western I think I've seen in modern, you know, sort of fairly modern times. Yeah. So I mean, that's the title of this is, you know, do, do, is there still an audience for westerns? Yes. Yeah. One thing and I I'm did. Sure. One thing I did find uh, that that made me laugh and reminded me of Justin, and I think we mentioned it a few weeks ago. Do they ever wash? Do they clean? Because I mean. <laughs> Go out in the morning, work. You'll go sleep in the same sort of trousers, and then then, then they will have sex, and then you see them the next morning. They don't even, you don't even see them bathe or anything. They just walk out like, oh, well, you know. Yeah, sure, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was washing the clothes at one point, hanging up washing in the house, so they were yep. washing clothes. But yeah, you don't want a whole movie of you know someone combs their hair or someone no. takes a shit. No, <laughs> no, but you know what I'm trying to say is you, you start thinking about the. I've started thinking about these things now <laughs> every time I watch these sort of movies because of Justin <laughs> mentioning it. Um, yeah. But you, but at the same time, it made me think this is what made America great. They had people with this sort of spirit where you would go in the middle of nowhere and say, "Okay, I'm going to achieve something." And that was the actual true American dream. I uh, don't want to get too political, but that's gone in the modern America of what the world conceives of America now. But that was the thing that I was taught as a kid was the America they showed in this movie. Yeah, the home, homesteaders just buy a plot of land, go and try and work it and make something. Yeah, and you could yeah. either strike gold there or you might strike actual uh, 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 crop uh, gold or uh, you know uh, cash uh, crops, or you might even strike gold or uh, the black stuff and become a, a rich person overnight, sort of thing. And the American dream, or all, all that stuff, if you get what I'm saying. Mm. Now, this uh, is based in Montana, obviously. Yes. The, we see the weather, we see the seasons as well. So, yes, fucking snow on the ground and everything. The beginning part of this, it's not the best place to. No, it's quite harsh conditions to try homesteading. And the other thing that uh, bothered me was a rattlesnake uh, getting into the house. Hmm. Um, why don't we say I hate snakes, so I wouldn't be moving there <laughs> myself. Well, actually, that's um, that's a gaff. That is, that's a goof because rattlesnakes during the winter they tend to hibernate. So that's, 
fought. Yeah, so he wouldn't have actually been in the house anyway at that particular point in the uh, in the season. He would have been coiled up somewhere under a rock. And um, didn't they build house? If I remember techni- uh, technically, they built houses uh, slightly high uh, with a pla- uh, sort of a platform sort of thing, so none of these sort of things would get into their homes. Well, I guess it depends, doesn't it? I, I don't know yeah. if there was a there's n- there's no blueprint, I think, for building a house out in the middle of nowhere. No. So I think they just did the best they could. Yeah. Yeah. It's just me being a fussy sewing, so you see. Yeah, well, I think um, some of those questions, like, yeah, people not bathing. I mean, that, yeah, it's a legitimate question, but you don't expect to see that in a film. Uh, it's not like you're watching a documentary where someone wakes up in the morning and you see them go to sleep at night. It's, well, um, I wouldn't expect them to, uh, us seeing them to, ha- you know, having a shit or, you know, having a mm. piss or whatever. But it just made me wonder, would you want to have sex with a woman who's not had a bath in about two weeks or three weeks and has had her, could have had a sort of cycle uh, and, you know, <laughs> the usual stuff. I'm yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that, that we, you and I in the modern world wouldn't think about because we've got showers and stuff like that. It definitely is. It's a modern current day question, though, isn't it? Because yeah, if you're exactly, in yeah. that time, if you were in that time, I mean, I'm pretty sure you'd just roll it back, wipe, wipe the, wipe the edge, and you'd get on with it. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, finger around the bottom of the old bomb head, and you get on with it. You know, sorry, love, you know, I'll just get rid of that for you. Yeah, you but, carry on. But the thing is, the Romans had bathing. <laughs> They did. You're right. Yes, but then all of their knowledge was all fucking. As soon as they, as soon as the empire shrunk, all of their knowledge was encapsulated by the church, and they said, "No, you're not having that." And people live like fucking peasants again in, in fucking wooden huts and shit. So yeah, yeah you're right. They, yeah, they had like fucking underfloor heating and hypercoasts and all that kind of stuff and bloody aqueducts and whatnot for fresh water. But but yeah, but the church said, "No, we're having all that back," and then and then they retreated. So there was a lot of cottage trees that has just been Shitloads, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, people did wash. I mean, but yeah. it was like um, Tim Barbs in front of the fire. Yes, yeah. Um, and a bar of soap. So I'm pretty sure it would have happened because modern hygiene had got better in those days. I mean, what we, I'm guessing the timeline of this film was sometime in the 1800s. It must have Early been it after the it was after the Civil War, fifteen years yeah. after that. So yeah. it must have been in the eighteen something or seven. When was the Civil War? Because I know the independence was seventeen fifty three or fifty five. I can't remember. American you... independence was seventeen seventy six. See, he um, knows his history. I don't know my d- dates are accurate, but um, I know it's f- the f- original thirteen colonies that. Uh, were independent on that date, on the fourth of July. So, if, okay, so when the, was the, uh, the, the actual war? the actual action, the actual fighting, only lasted for four years. The American Civil War um, started in eighteen sixty one and ended in eighteen sixty five. Apparently, okay, so, so took... this was fifteen years after that. I think the guy said, didn't he? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Only four years. I thought it was more. No, no, no. Amazing, really. And also, this is another fact for you, is that I found this out a couple of months ago. Um, there were some mighty sea battles fought in the American Civil War. 
wasn't the first submarine or something used in the oh, yeah i think did i tell you that i watch a tv tv program on it <laughs> i watched it on a tv program I think yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah it was it was a confederacy as well yeah. and they, yes. they just put a bunch they put a bunch of guys in a fucking submarine and just hand cranked it towards the ship yeah so it's a hand a... submarine fucking yeah amazing. The, uh, these rubber sort of seals and they the, in the inside in the sort of outside to make sure water didn't get in but it still yeah, did yeah. something yeah yeah uh, and they actually had a actually had an explosive device attached to the tip of this big long metal rod that touched the boat and boom just went off yeah yeah mad <laughs> mad hand cranked submarine unbelievable yeah but so i mean whenever i think of the american civil war i always think of, of a sea battle uh, not sea battle land battles because that's yeah. all you really ever see in tv shows and movies is land battles but there was some mighty um te- technical um innovations in sea battles during that time as well sea mines were used i think for the first time yeah. all sorts there there's quite a lot of quite a lot of sea battles anyway yeah so four years yeah so this film takes place 15 years after that that's a long time to hold a grudge yeah i think after cap- 15 15 years you would forget you would just move on and just say okay whatever happened happened uh yeah I just have another more. daughter yeah exactly and <laughs> you would settle down and whatever be a farm have your own farm or whatever yeah but going around yeah but going around uh scalping people for 15 years uh, you know getting a hundred whatever people in that unit and he was the last one left was it really Mm. worth it he lost his life and no no one really won it was a uh, a loose-loose situation unfortunately yeah well, he was just hell-bent on revenge, wasn't he? But, uh, yeah, so I should probably explain for people that haven't seen it, is that the, the captain in this, who's played by Nick Cersei, has a crew of people, and um, not only are they robbing banks and doing stuff like that, but they're also on a bit of a vengeance, path of vengeance, because the captain lost his daughter yeah. as part of whatever um, plan to try and kill him. Um, the... Hattie McKenzie, who was played by Gina Carano, it's her husband that was one of the people that actually tried to kill the captain and it failed and ended up killing his daughter by accident. Um, and then that's how the whole plot comes together. He's tra- been tracking him down across the country, I assume, um, or across the south, maybe, I don't know, through to the Midwest, I, I don't know. But um, that really isn't explained till no. very late on. So you, for... you just feel like some it's like me sort of passing your house right down where you live on horseback and you sort of invited me in saying, by the way, would you like to come and have some breakfast? It felt like that basically before mm. it was explained that actually they were there on purpose. It wasn't the case where they were passing yeah. by sort of thing. Yeah, and that wasn't so for the first probably 45 minutes of watching this film, you're not quite sure why all this is kicked off because no. the captain arrives with his crew and just lands upon supposedly just kind of arrives at their, their homestead. Yeah. She is very hospitable um, and then invites the cook, invites, um, invites them in to cook and breakfast before they leave. Yes. I don't know why. Maybe that's, maybe think maybe times have obviously changed because to be that hospitable in this day and age, but like, fuck off, that's going to cost me money. I'm not cooking you bacon and eggs. That's my bacon and eggs. 
It's not. Okay, it's, you've it's got, got a recession coming, you know. <laughs> the economy's collapsing, you know. I can't afford that, so fuck the, off. Inflation, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not only that, but these days you don't even know what sort of people they're around. So it's not only it could cost you your life as well. As you know, the world has changed a lot since those days. I mean, it just proved like the neighbour came along when he found out there was danger. Mm. Uh, but these days, a neighbour wouldn't even come along if you're sort of getting kicked kicked in in front of your house mate you'll just go yeah. oh better not get involved you, you know you'll get hurt in the yeah. old days and they then, used to kill about each other yeah i mean that, that guy got on a fucking horse and rode rode there didn't he when he saw the smoke yeah. to exactly. help out who the fuck's gonna do that in this day and age people yeah you're right people are lucky to pull the curtain back have a look these days yeah and they'll Amazing. be scared of doing that as well, in case the other person spots them uh, when they're beating <laughs> you up or something, or whatever the case may be. So, mm. yeah, it's a, it's a strange world we live in at the moment, and not a safe world compared to uh, yeah. what they're showing this movie. It used to be, sort of thing. Yeah, so it goes from like a breakfast scene where you, you know, she stuffs some shotgun shells into a whatever that is, apron that she was wearing. And you think, oh, hello, something's going to kick off here. And then, yeah, all yeah. of a sudden starts, starts, starts holding them at gunpoint and stuff. And then there's like a shootout evolves yeah. from that as well, which is quite... <clears throat> so you're like, all right, well, it seems a bit excessive. But th- then I, 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 it makes me wonder when he got, when they got there, I know I've just, I'm going to reverse a bit to the bit where I said, I think they were there on purpose. Was it a case they were actually going to go through that didn't realise that was uh, this guy's house, but the son said, oh, my uh, father used to be a rebel or something, or uh, something like that. He said something, the kid said something to them, and they went, really? And I think they must have realised, oh, shit, it's his house. What do we do next? Um, there was nothing in the, the film that, that made me think that, that they'd found it by accident. Okay, because I just thought it could could be the case. Um... I mean, everything um, everything in the film suggests to me that they knew that it was his place, and they knew it basically tracked him down. I mean, that guy at the very very beginning of the film that they were questioning, oh. it wasn't explained who that guy was. But I, if you kind of piece it together. I think they were torturing him in order to get information as to where he was. Or he was actually part of that original crew that killed that, that killed the captain's daughter. I think he was part of the crew mm. uh, who killed uh, the daughter. But at the same time, they wanted to find out. But the bit is, um, what confused me was when he started uh, quoting the Bible. I said, a guy who quotes the Bible, why is he killing people? Etc. Is it? Uh, is there anything that says you need to scalp your victim or something? You know, like there's an eye for eye or whatever. And I, I, I've I've read bits of the Bible here and there, and I don't remember it saying scalp your enemy or whatever. I don't even think it says anything no. like uh, any violent stuff. Anyway, I, I mean, eye for eye is the only thing I can think of in there. Um, that is a little bit violent. Otherwise. I was wondering, where, why is he quoting the Bible all the time? Is is this guy some sort of preacher who likes punishing people? Well, he said that he said at one point in the film that his father used to be a preacher. That's right, yeah. And then so, he cuts, cuts that guy's throat after that. Yeah, which, yeah, um, yeah well, I just think it's a, 
it makes the character slightly more interesting, I think. Um, and also at that time in history, a lot of people were very, very religious to the point where they were just complete Puritans. Yeah. Um, but I think mostly it's just there for sort of effect, isn't it? Isn't it? If someone's yeah. going to be sort of, it's that sort of juxtaposition, isn't it? It's that kind of like, you know, if you're really a Christian, then you should be seeking to, to you should be forgiving people and all that kind of stuff that, that Christians yeah. do. So it's that, it's deliberately that kind of, there's a bit of a cliche as well, I think, in a lot of these films where someone's sort of reciting the Bible whilst fucking want- putting bullets in someone. It reminded me of Pulp Fiction a bit, uh, um, of, uh, what's his name, um, Samuel uh, L. Jackson's character. Hmm. If you remember, he would always quote the Bible when he uh, is just about to kill someone. Yeah. Uh, in that. So it was, I don't know if there, that was anything, uh, sort of an influence on this character as well, because he reminded me a lot of him when he was sort of quoting uh, the Bible as well. Hmm. Yeah, it's possible that it is inspired by. I mean, it, as I said, it is a little bit of a cliche now. You get these sort yeah. of highly religious people that are killing. It's that interesting character dynamic, I suppose. Yeah. I have to say one thing. When you said you just recently found out about the Civil War, something interesting, I thought you were going to say you're related to Lincoln for a second. Somewhere along the line, I've, I'm related to Lincoln. I thought, bloody hell. But it wasn't. So, no, I don't know no. why on earth. That'd be a fucking big claim as well. Well, that... there's more surprises for people, isn't there? People's backgrounds are related to someone that you wouldn't expect them to be. So yeah, Justin always know. claims he's related to the kings of uh, France or something uh, like that. Well, yeah, part of the Norman invasion. Yeah, but I think yeah. that might be via some osmosis because I I took the piss out of him once about being from the uh, nobility <laughs> of France and they, they were the wankers that came over and wiped all the Anglo-Saxons out. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, somehow or another, he's now descended from French uh, yeah, Norman royalty or no, nobility. <sighs> Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see that evidence. I'm not saying it's not true, but I'd like to see it before I, I buy into yeah. that. Is there anything noble about Justin? <laughs> I possibly cannot comment on that. Nob, definitely. Nob, but not yeah. nobility. <laughs> I think I might have to go with that with you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're watching this, Justin, this evening. <laughs> um, you mentioned that you were interested in uh, in Gina Carano. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I was quite. Yeah, I was actually. Yeah, I thought she was quite nice. She, yeah, she is an interesting woman. She's got a yeah. look about her that is. I think she's Italian, Italian American. I think her family are Italian. Name like Carano. Um, but she's an interesting-looking woman. And it's one of the things, actually, that when I used to follow um, UFC and Strike Force, and she used to fight, there was other sort of fairly attractive fighters as well. And you think to yourself, wow, that's even more of a risk for a woman to be doing that. Because they, they get their nose shattered and put across their face. That yeah. completely, like for a woman especially, that's even more worse, isn't it? Is that, yeah. you know, obviously a lot of a lot of it's based on on 
looks, unfortunately, for women. Um, so yes. if their fucking noses put across their face and stuff. You and, and I yeah. could uh, become movie stars and we look, could look like Mickey Ro- Rooney. Uh, Mickey Ro- Rooney? 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 What's his name? Yeah, uh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll just look like ourselves. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, but we could just think look like us. <laughs> and, and we would be still stars, wouldn't we? Um, that, that you're right. Unfortunately, it's a very sexist uh, industry where it is based on looks. But she reminded me of an actress. Um, do you remember Gina Davis? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. She looks a little bit like Gina Davis. Yes, actually. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gina Davis back in the day, she had quite a decent career in the eighties and early nineties, and then just yeah. kind of went, just disappeared off the face of the earth. I think it's as we say. I think it's also sexist and ageist when it comes to female stars. Hollywood is, uh, unfortunately, they they say when you pass forty or forty five in their industry, that's it, it's over. And I think it's not fair because some of them are really good actresses anyway. Um, but I think uh, it was over for me when I got to forty anyway. So, and I'm not female, you see. So, mm. and I'm, and, you know, my career in Hollywood was not that long as well. Uh, it's two minutes walking through uh, New York, and they were making um, the movie about Twin Towns, Oliver Stone was. So, I'm somewhere in the uh, background. That sounds like a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Probably was. I'm trying to think of other things to talk about with this movie. Unfortunately, it wasn't something that really was quite gripping. It was, um, it wasn't a bad watch. It certainly wasn't awful. It was but, very um, slow paced. I found it very slow very, paced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to be honest with you. After thirty-five minutes, you know, before the action starts, where the shoes thin and stuff like that. I think it was about 35 to 40 minutes. I was on the verge of uh, giving up on it because <laughs> because of the pace. I thought, it, is this movie about only people living in the middle of nowhere, cooking breakfast, having coffee, going out to work, uh, having sex after not washing for about three weeks, um, having, you know, uh, just trying to make something of themselves, you know, and then sort of striking it rich or whatever. And then... I saw the beginning sort of thing where that guy is getting chased and tortured and get, gets killed. I thought, you got that for the first few minutes, five minutes, mm. and the next 30, 35 minutes, is, there's nothing going on. Well, you had the Indians. Yeah, you had the Indians, yeah. Yeah, you did have that where, uh, actually, you have to call them Native Americans, so you can't call them Indians. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Native Americans. Yeah. Yeah. In case, in case, uh, Justin yeah. t- might tell us off because he told me off last time when I said that. He goes, you're not allowed to call yeah. them. Yeah, he goes, mm-hmm. don't call them Indians to me. I went, okay. Fair enough. Okay. But that was quite interesting as well. That scene it's a shame had... that that wasn't a bit more, you know, it's a shame that they didn't come back because they were obviously just coming, going through Montana. One, yeah. of their, one of their tribe has got an injury. Yes. And then they just end up at her place and, and ask her. I mean, the only callback to that was when she, before, you know, when she was about to be raped, she was rummaging through her box to get that knife that they'd given her. Yeah. It was, it was good that that was brought back, but I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, I think it was a little bit of a wasted opportunity there somehow. 
I was hoping they would come back when, you know, the, she was sort of building up the sort of smoke signal with the sort of, uh, you know, mm. the, the tribe sort of thing uh, of 10 or 15, and then they would actually help her and help her escape, etc. cetera. Uh, and the husband comes along afterwards, realises what's happened, and that it'll be a happy ending or some sort of thing uh, like that. Um, what... <sighs> Sort of confused me. The kids go away, right? They they escape, and obviously the son uh, doesn't sit in the bush all night. He's walked off somewhere, <laughs> and the father gets caught. The mother gets caught. They basically go back to the house. The shootout happens. Everyone dies, and then they're building the house again. And still got. The, and then the father's got a baby, and the son's there. They yeah, didn't show. Actually... No, they don't, yeah, they, 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 they kind of left that, didn't they? So yeah. the, the two the two parents got caught by the side of the river. The kid has escaped with his daughter, his, his baby sister. Yeah. Um, and they, but you don't actually see them coming together again. You only see it at the right. end where they're rebuilding, rebuilding something. And decided to give it another go. Um, yeah. So I don't want to say it ended strangely because it did tie up all loose ends. I felt at the end, but. It was still a bit quick, I think, the end. In fact, the yes. whole film sort of dragged on for quite a bit, and then you had some exciting moments, and then the end was cut very short, and then that was it. So a big, yes. long, drawn-out bit, as you say, with people making coffee and fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> just other mundane fucking daily chore stuff. And um, getting rid of their cottage uh, cheese and... Yeah, but I know. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the husband went off into the town and didn't fuck a prostitute, that I felt was quite good. He remained yeah. loyal. He didn't think, oh, yeah, Gordon, I'm shaking him, though. I'll just have a little... I'll have a little, have a little go. go. Have yeah. A little, yeah, have a little go. A little bit, you know, a little bit. little, little bit, And um, off back home. So that was quite nice. That They showed he was loyal. But, but yeah. did he also make money because these guys were wanted or something? Because he sort of wanted postal with, um, I'm sure it was the captain. Well, he recognised, he recognised the captain. He recognised the image and the name as well. Something Miller. Um, yes. So right. he saw that, and then the fact that the poster was up in the town usually means that he's in the proximity. Because otherwise, yeah. the, the local law enforcement wouldn't bother, would they? I mean, you don't have a wanted poster for someone that's wanted in fucking um, Florida, in Montana, do you? So. No. And so he must have seen that. Thought, shit, he's found me. And I'll then, yeah. And but then that was an odd one. That's just reminded me actually because all that shit's happening along the side of the river where they've got her. Yeah. Um, they're, they're kicking her and all sorts of stuff and that. And they're like, hey, you know, brilliant. We've caught, we've caught her. We've caught her. Now he comes. The husband comes riding along at the top of the riverbank and then just fucking leaps off and lands on one of the guys. There's no, no. like. There's no like him just making sure you don't see him say, Is that is that them? That, that is them, right? Okay, I best go and attack now. No, he just kind of like flies in like like Batman <laughs> and takes one of them out. It's a little bit, yeah, uh, yeah, that was quite strange actually. And uh, the funny thing is, why would he be passing that river as well? Well, how, I think, how she, can you I think. Well, I think the idea was is that she was making her way into the town, that she was yeah. trying to get into the town or as close as she possibly could 
in order for this attack to stop. And obviously that river must have been part of the way into the town. So you follow the river for a little bit. Yeah. It must have been. That's the only sort of logical conclusion I can come to, which is why he was coming back the other way. And he became sober pretty fast as well on the way back. Well, I suppose you would, wouldn't you, in that situation? Yeah. Adrenaline kicked in. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But yeah. But that's why I think that ending bit does, you know, where they're building the bigger house is because he got rewarded for killing all the gang. Uh, that's possible. I mean, it, no. yeah, it's not at all explained, but it is a leap you could make, I suppose. Yeah, yeah it just drags the dead bodies into town. So there you go. Where's my reward? Yeah, it's possible. So, so the lesson in that he should have taken, build a house, but become a bounty hunter. Yeah. yeah. Didn't we watch something where... We watched a Western movie where uh, it might have been one of the Dollars trilogy where you asked me at the end of it, would you become a bounty hunter? Yeah, it was It was one of those, yeah. Yeah. I think my opinion still stands, although I can't actually remember what I said. I think you said that you like, I, I think you said you wouldn't mind because it would give you the freedom of going around to different parts of the country and you you don't have to settle down somewhere. And I think hmm. you said you would retire after a certain age and... Uh, Enjoy the yeah, after you've made yeah, after yeah. you've made your money, and yeah. you know you could buy yourself a nice little homestead in Montana in the snow, yeah, and say right, fuck it, now I'm going to grind the rest of my life away trying to get this stupid livestock to do what I want it to do, or just go cross the border to Canada and uh, just forget all the things in America and uh, just go up the Rockies and disappear from all that life. Still the same though, isn't it? Still the same shit. Well, I think the Canadians wouldn't agree with you, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'd personally go down to South America, mate, to Argentina, and uh, become a bullfighter afterwards. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) so Montana is actually more west than it is east. Correct. Mid um, is is it Midwest or slightly yeah, further it, than Midwest? I think it is class as the Midwest. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe some Americans can um, can help us out on that one. But actually, yeah, it is bordered. Montana is bordered with Canada as well. Yeah, and I didn't actually realize just how far up north that Montana was. See, I just don't have mm. a only have a pretty face, mate. I do know certain things as well. <laughs> yeah, only a bit though. Only a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so the average ratings on this were um, so IMDb has got a seven point six rating. Uh, the movie database has got six point eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it uh, because I suppose we should go a little bit into the background again. Is that because this film has been produced and put out by The Daily Wire, um, Ben Shapiro's The Daily Wire. Ben Shapiro has the wrong political opinions at the moment. And therefore, there's not been a lot of publicity and a lot not been a lot of traction on this movie. So to try and find out information, even find images for this film was very difficult because no one, no professional critics will touch this movie with a barge pole. Because of Ben Shapiro. Yeah, and his opinion, his political views. They won't touch it. Why is he? So extreme, just, was he extreme right or is he centre right? No, no, it's just it just as a more sort of conservative 
um, conservative opinion on politics and stuff, which is what his whole news organisation is based around. Um, but because of that, because they are deemed the wrong political opinion at this current climate, um, that's it. You're fucked. So hopefully people watching this might might um, give it a go. Um, but if not, then this is probably one of the films that you won't hear about very often or at all. It would just be forever in obscurity as one of those films that exists, but not many people will actually watch. So Gina Davis will never make it big then? Gina Carano. Yeah, Gina Carano. Well, she is in certain circles. I mean, she was on the Joe Rogan podcast recently um, talking about her career and stuff. Because wasn't Joe also a fighter at one point? Joe was um, a, a taekwondo expert and won a few championships and was also um, a trainer. But obviously Joe is heavily involved still in MMA. He he commentated on the UFC right from the early 90s. He's been part of that organisation. So there's a connection there. So Joe Rogan having Gina Carano on his podcast recently, um, that was a big thing for her. Helps her get her voice out to people that are kind of curious as to why her career because I think some people are completely unaware. Some people are, are not aware of all the, the background machinations yeah. that went on. Um, she was part of the Mandalorian for two seasons, and then all of a sudden she wasn't. I think some people are like, oh, what happened to her? I must have just, oh, well, you know. Uh, there you have it. That's that's Disney for you. Yep. They, 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 you can just sneeze and they could fire you, mate. That's how you the, yeah, you have the wrong opinion. That's it. You're done. Yeah, yeah. Preaching all that pride stuff for a whole month of June and whatnot, but if you you look at their social media account and um, in America and like Western countries, and then you look at it in Middle Eastern countries and China. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's like it's completely like two different corporations. Yeah, it's uh, local sensitivities, isn't it? That they, they sort of. Um... Change yeah. it because of that as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it, it, it's. I think I believe in everyone should be uh, given an opinion, whatever. Doesn't matter what what sort of left, right, center, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's a shame it's affecting these sort of movies because it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. No, it's, it's not. not it's, yeah, yeah. Just to, yeah, to chime in on that, you're right. It is not a bad movie. It wasn't a bad movie by any stretch. Um, I've seen a lot worse in yeah. the time that we've been talking about movies on this channel. Um, whether I could wholeheartedly recommend it or not, I don't know. I mean, if you happen to be over some somebody's house and it's available to watch because they've got access to it, then go for it, watch it. But otherwise... Why don't we um, say, if you're at someone's house and they've got they got access to half a dozen dozen movies, and this was one of the picks. It wouldn't be your first choice. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's what I would say. So, on that note, what would you give it score wise? I'm going to give it a seven, and there's a reason why okay. I'm going to give it a seven is because I think the acting was not bad. I liked the essence of how America was really built after the Civil War and it was sort of trying to give the story of the American dream beside what had happened during the Civil War and there were people still after 15 years 
And I think it was uh, true. It took a long time for the South to really uh, accept that the North had beaten them and had changed their lives. So it did sort of show that part of um, the American uh, story. Hmm. But I just love the essence of how he was talking about the American dream indirectly or what was conceived the American dream. Um, the the other side, what I find critical, I find it a little bit too slow in places where they're doing the day-to-day jobs uh, and living their lives. And I think that was a bit that really slowed the movie down. And as I said, I almost gave up because of that. If they'd made mm. it far, slightly faster in areas, I think it would have been much better. And that's why I can't give it anything above this uh, above a seven uh, because mm. of that okay um well i'm actually i'm gonna go ahead and give it a six out of ten um because it wasn't as good as i was hoping it would be um i think the fact that they're an independent completely independent from all hollywood and the hollywood money this was all just all funded by the daily wire and whatnot they could have done almost anything that they wanted. You could have had fucking aliens land and got involved in the shootout if they really wanted to. They could have gone completely mental with this. Um, And they could have made more of the characters involved. Yes. Yeah. I think there was a lot of, well, just underacting. These, These guys, they were just kind of there in front of camera. There was no backstory or anything. There's, there's no, I would, have, I would have appreciated a little bit more backstory and uh, to understand a bit more about what they've maybe, done, how they got there. Uh, maybe flashbacks or something like that would have been quite interesting today. Yeah, possibly, especially with the husband. Um, yes. Jeb McAllister, uh, played by Donald Cerrone. Yeah, I think we're not given any backstory apart from what is said about him, about being a sharpshooter during the war. No. Um. And, and that's kind of where it is. So it's a bit bit disappointing, actually. I, I was kind of kind of in, interested to see how the Daily Wire would use Gina Carano's name to how to promote the movie. You mean? Come on, come back and keep flashing out. But um, yeah, it's a six. It's not great. And also, I, I like the kind of the Western vibe as well. I like movies made in those in those times. Yeah. You got the you got the impression that it was kind of at the end of that kind of Wild West. Yeah, you know, you've got civilization is just starting to creep and take over. Yeah, I think I think uh, from what you observed and from what I know roughly from history, because that is my weak part of history is uh, that part of American age history i think it was a case where that was getting closer to the end of the wild west uh and they were getting close to like what modern america basically the 20th century america and uh, down the road the 1920s etc i think that's the sort of america that was heading that way because people forget uh, new york was already a big city uh at that period Mm -hmm. and so was uh San Francisco, LA wasn't still around. Uh, One of the things much. I think about is you, you look at like the English and the way that we were, that was the Victorian yeah. era. 
where yes. there was so much innovation, you know, the industrial revolution that was in full swing, you had an empire being grown, all the modern stuff that was going on in London, say. Yeah. And then I always forget that that's parallel to how it was in America. So you've got America, you've got people out there that are still trying you know, to live this life where they've got their own bit of land and yeah. <clears throat> they can grow and, and become prosperous on their own. But you've got all of that industrial might and power and empire going on. That's what you're saying. Right. Well, I think we've talked about this a bit enough, didn't we? nearly an hour yeah. so thanks for watching people and hopefully you'll check this film out from that i mean yeah we both said it's an okay film um give it a go if you've got access to it yeah you want to say before we go just wanted to say yeah same thing as you just have a go see what you think of it and uh hope you uh, enjoyed this evening and apologies for our sort of technical issues um it's been away for two weeks. It happens sometimes. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, you can find us across social media and all that shit. I can't be asked to say it. Just whatever, you know. Pick us up. Listen to the podcast. Whatever. Yeah. All right. We'll see you later. See you later, guys. Take care.